So today we celebrated the Go Puja and tomorrow we'll celebrate Govardhan Puja. And this of course is the month of Kartik, Damodar month. And we've just sung as we do every evening in this month, the Dhammadarastakam. So let me say a few words about Dhammadarastakam. First stanza is a in a sense a summary of the other seven. So let's discuss it in brief based on the commentary written by Sanatana Goswami. The poem itself first uh, appears in the Padma Purana and is said to have been written by the sage Satyavrata. And I've heard it said that he, that he composed this over yugas, eight yugas, two full cycles, meditating intensely on the Lord of Gokul, Vrindanandan Krishna. Here in the beginning he says, Namami Shwaram. So, Namami, he means my pranam, I offer my pranam unto you. So this is a form of uh, auspicious invocation, Mangala Charna. It's invoking auspiciousness. He wants to offer his respects, his pranam to Ishwar. So he tells us in the beginning that that whom he is going to discuss about here, whom he's meditating on, uh, is uh, is the Ishwar, God. Although, obviously, in the Dhammadar Lila, he's appearing quite different than what might one might think God would appear to be like. Indeed, he's being, as we know, chased around by by his mother and running from her out of fear. So. This this is a very high uh, leela and not easy to understand. It should not be misconstrued to be the love of an ordinary mother for her son, or um, our parental love for our children is not the same as Yashoda's love for Krishna. There are some similarities, but there is quite a difference as well. He's God. Namam Ishwaram. I offer my obeisances to Ishwar. Satchidananda Rupam. So here in the first line, after offering obeisances, he describes the tattva vishesh of the Lord Ishwar, the tattva of this supreme God, supreme controller. He's sat chid ananda. He's eternal, he's fully cognizant, 
he's full of joy. It also means that he has features, expressions of himself that correspond with these Brahman, Paramatma, and and Bhagawan, and is approached then by different types of uh, transcendentalists, by jnanis, by yogis, and by bhaktas, and realized in terms of Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagawan, respectively. Then he says, Lasat Kundalam. So he offers his obeisances to the Supreme Lord, who's Satchirananda, Vigraha, Ishwara Parama Krishna, Satchirananda Vigraha, as it's mentioned by Lord Brahma in Brahma Samhita, same idea. So much can be tattva. We could speak about a long time from these words, Satchirananda, as I'm trying to give a brief idea. But other than the tattva, delineation on the tattva, he gives now what uh, Sanatana Goswami calls Rupa Vishesh, or some explanation of the beauty of the Lord. The tattva of the Lord, Ishwar, now the beauty. Rupa means beauty, Rupa means form. He has a beautiful form. Lasat <laughs> Kundalam. So it, Kundalam means uh, earrings. So it, by referring to his earrings that are long and kind of like uh, dolphin-shaped and moving as he moves his head, especially in this leela, as we'll hear, he runs from Mother Yashoda, they're banging his cheeks. Sanatana Goswami says, of all the ornaments of the Lord, the earrings are the most fortunate because they're always kissing his cheeks. The other ornaments are somewhat envious of him. So Satyavata Muni has mentioned the earrings in particular. It means all. he has all kinds of beautiful ornaments, but by mentioning the most beautiful, the most fortunate ones, all of them are mentioned or included or implied. And Lasat Kundalam also means that he is adorned with beautiful ornaments or beautiful ornaments are adorned by him. So this is the nature of the beauty of Krishna, that he is the ornament of his ornaments. In other words, he makes ornaments which would ordinarily make an ordinary person more charming and beautiful. He makes them more charming by wearing them. Lasat kundalam gokule brajamanam. Gokule means in gokul, and brajamanam means... uh, like wonderful, uh, brilliant, uh, extraordinary, special, uh, super excellent. Gokule means, in Goku, means Paribar Vishesh. Now, some delineation on the family of Krishna, the Paribar, Achyutta He's the resident of Gokul. Gokule means in Gokul. So this Ishwar, who is Satchirananda, very charming, that very most beautiful manifestation of Ishwar, of Bhagwan, who is most beautiful, means also in the company of these people of Gokul, who all represent his, his shaktis. They draw out something from him, make him shine. They make him shine that much more. Gokule Brajamana means that it is a place of of his of lila that is very uh, very extraordinary brajamanam in gokul brajamanam 
Here he performs leelas that are that excel all other pastimes. And then Leela Vishation in the last two lines of this um, uh, st- stanza, the delineation in brief on the Leela that the rest of the stanzas elaborate upon. That is the Jashoda Biyokulad Dhavamanam. From Jashoda Biya, fearfully, he's... Uh, in, in fear of Mother Yashoda, he is, uh, he's running. And ukalad, ukalad means the uh, grinding mortar that she will ultimately tie him to. Paramrishtam atyantato jupyagopya. And Paramrishtam means from behind, he's, uh, she, she catches him and grabs him. And because she's able to grab him from behind means he's ahead of her, he's running faster and she's behind him but he allows her he slows down enough she's running chasing him at first she wants to chastise him for his mischief but when he starts to run she runs after him out of fear that he may run away and not come home so this is a very very high high leela Actually, this Leela is, is, uh, is explained in Srimad Bhagavatam. Early on in the 10th canto, uh, this, this Leela comes. Krishna is just a, just a child here. He's not herding cows yet. But this Leela is, has been um, mentioned. Malia Shoda's affection for Krishna as a, uh, in Bhagavatam as an example of this uh, extraordinary rag bhakti. So this is a kind of rag bhakti. Her parental love is a kind of we call a sambandhanuga within raganuga, uh, as opposed to kamanuga. Kamanuga is gopi's love, and sambandhanuga means coward's love and then friend's love and the love of the, the parents and so forth. But a very high uh, ideal, and this particular leela is has some relation to the Govardhan leela also. Govardhan Leela, of course, is performed later when Krishna's uh, a young young lad. He's seven years old. He's already been out with the, with calves and cows by that time. But they they're related. The reason that this Leela took place, in one sense, is because Mother Yashoda, she's the queen of the coward village. So she is has many attendants. And the Marge is the king of the cowards. She's the queen of the village. And so they have 900,000 cows themselves alone. And they found that Krishna was going out from the house and wandering and neighbors were reporting that he was causing some disturbance. So they were concerned that perhaps that their milk was not quite sweet enough. So special cows from the herd were taken and special grasses were grown and those cows were grazed on those grasses. And from those cows who ate that special grass, the milk that was taken, that was what Mother Yashoda was boiling on the stove. So the, to, with the idea that by making sweets out of this milk, then Krishna will be inclined to stay at home. But, of course, he always uh, feels that stolen food is better, is sweeter than, than, uh, than that which is not. But at any rate, um, while this is going on, 
she, why is Mother Yasoda cooking the milk? Why is she not just uh, tending to Krishna personally? She's the principal uh, Vatsalya Bhakta, the emblem of, of, of Vatsalya Bhakti. Vatsalya Bhakti reaches its limit in Tashoda Mai. Then Nanda Maharaj, Rohini is going down a little bit, not much. But uh, in Yashoda Mai, there's the full face of Vatsalya Bhav. So she is, uh, if we are to approach the Vatsalya Bhav, we have to follow in the footsteps of Yashoda, Nanda Maharaj. These are the parshats of, of Krishna, eternal uh, associates, his own Swarup Shakti manifesting in this protective uh, temperament. So she is directly serving Krishna, suckling him to her to her breast. And there are many, many maid servants of her, all nurses and attendants, all in Vatsalya Bhakti also. Many, many, many. Each of these principal bhaktas, Sridam, Subal, and Madhurya Rasa, Lalita Saki, and, and so forth, they have thousands and thousands and unlimited, of, unlimited numbers of attendants who all serve them. And by serving them, they, they experience the bhav that they experience in directly serving Krishna. And sometimes in the context of the Leela, some opportunity is there for them to directly serve Krishna also. But there's no loss by indirectly serving. For the most part, Krishna consciousness is indirect. Vaishnav das anudas. Sridhar used to tell He told me this personally once. Uh, first there is Krishna, then there is the Vaishnav, then there is the servant of the Vaishnav, then there is the servant of the servant of the Vaishnav. That's four, and we take the fifth position. Vaishnav das anudas. So, we rather tend in all sentiments that our uh, Goswamis have stressed to gravitate towards... Uh, we, we, we want to serve the bhava, the bhava of the devotee whose ideal we cherish is more important to us than Krishna himself. This is a rather high point in, with regard to bhajan, how to focus ourselves for bhajan. But at any rate, many, many attendants. But so why is Mother Yasoda at the stove rather than taking care of Krishna personally and giving him a present? In fact, she has to put him down and there is no maid servant to give an opportunity to, to directly serve Krishna. Why? Because preparations are taking place for the worship of Indra. This is an annual affair amongst the cowards. Indra should be worshipped. He's the god of the gods in heaven. Amongst all the gods, above course, we Shiva, Brahma, that is another thing. But in heaven, he is Indra. Indra means chief. So he's chief of the gods. And he's in charge of the rains, which brings prosperity in the form of grains. And, and uh, food means prosperity. So, there was an annual affair involving the worship of, of Indra. And they were preparing for that. It was rather a local tradition and uh, not uh, necessarily found in the Shastra, but uh, just kind of a, uh, a custom that had been passed down generation after generation. And so they were doing and uh, 
they were cow herds people, and so uh, by worshiping the, the, the gods, and uh, the, the rains would come, and the cows would have sufficient grasses, and so on and so forth. So everyone was, this is a special occasion, so everyone was involved in that affair. It's out, outside the immediate village area, a place had been consecrated for such worship of Indra, and cowherds went there and camped out that night. So they had a little bit of a camping party, and just a few people had to stay home, and so Malayasoda stayed home with Krishna, who was too young to go to such such an affair. So, Govardhan Leela then, of course, comes years later after the Stamadar Leela. But, as you can see, there's some connection, some slight connection. What is the connection? Well, as I'm saying, if the Govardhan, if the Indra Puja had not been going on, then Mother Yashoda would not have placed Krishna down on the, on the floor and uh, taken him from her breast to go and tend to the milk. Now this, upon doing that, Krishna became upset, you know. And he began to cry and make a fuss and so forth and then create mischief and, and so on. And ultimately, uh, Mother Yasoda chastised him, chased him, caught him, tried to tie him, tied him. And uh, upon t- getting him tied, out of fear, as I said, that he might run away, after trying very hard with so much rope, always finding it to be two inches too short, finally Krishna saw the measure of her endeavor and gave her his mercy. This is the two fingers. The two fingers too short represents the mercy and an effort. You have to have both things to be successful in capturing Krishna. And uh, so Krishna gave his mercy and she was able to tie him, Jiva Goswami says, with just the ribbon on her from her hair that she started with rather than all the rope that had been connected to that. And the ribbon of her, her that she tied him with was so strong that when he pulled the mortar that he was tied to through the two trees, the trees fell rather than the ribbon break. Thank you. You'd think the ribbon would break. Mm-hmm. No. That was the force of her affection. But it didn't look like affection, did it? Mm-hmm. And the Maharaj came home. There's Krishna tied up. You tied him up. You think he's a cow? He's our son. You tied him like this? And though so he's quite happy with her affection, but he shows outwardly some he's upset. And and so he only will then Mother Yashoda goes to her room, he won't come and sit on her lap and take take milk from her breast. Nandamaraj has to go and, and, and milk the cows himself and put some sugar uh, rock sugar in the milk to make it sweet and then Krishna will drink a little milk. I will not see my mother. No. I don't want to see mommy. Rohini tries to pacify him and so forth. And Ultimately, some he gives in, of course, and runs to her. And, uh, but it's, uh, the, it, in one sense, the Leela was, uh, was uh, troublesome to him. It was a kind of a a bump in the road of the family life in early days. A child could have psychological problems from something like this and he'd need some counseling, need some, what do they call it, cognitive therapy of some sort. Traumatic, it was a traumatic event. So as he grows older and he becomes aware of what goes on annually at this time of year, 
coming around seven years old, he puts the whole thing together. They're worshiping this guy, Indra, and he caused me a traumatic experience in my childhood. <laughs> Who does he think he is to have done that? So here comes this precocious young, young boy, young lad of seven, and approaches his father and says, hey, you know, what's this all about anyway? Every year this is going on, you're worshiping this, this, this guy, a big, such a big arrangement is making, he's thinking in the back of his mind, and I was left at home like this, and I had to be treated in this way, and all these years I'm carrying this, now I'm, it's coming to me, oh, I'm, I'm whatever, rebirthing or whatever, and I'm remembering my childhood experience. You know, he grows quickly, so he's old for his age, and he's maturing at this point, seven. He's already been out herding cows and uh, and uh, calves and, and and cows, so he begins to question on the marsh. And on the marsh, well, you know, we do this. It's a you know, we're cowherds people. We depend on the rains and the grasses, so we, we worship Indra. Well, Krishna says, "Was well, this uh, something from the paramparas? Is in the shastra? We're, no, it's just kind of a local custom." And he tries to pacify us. Somebody goes on. He asks more and more questions, and and of course. It's very charming to hear a young boy of seven start to speak philosophy and start to show that he's thinking about things. He's putting things together. He's starting to understand how life works so that there's meaning behind things. It's not all just a game. And so it's very charming. And Maharaj Nanda is charmed to the point that hearing all his arguments, he says, okay, let's just forget about the Govardhan Puja. And this is Krishna's, or excuse me, the, 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 the Indra Puja. And instead, as Krishna has recommended, let's worship Govardhan. This is the logic of Krishna. Why we should worship Indra? What do we? What do we? We, if we're dependent upon anything, it's upon Govardhan. So let us worship Govardhan. Provides everything for us. We're cowherds people. So the hill is named Govardhan, which Vardhan, which means increases, which increases. The, the, the cows, I mean, it helps the cows to flourish. So we should worship Govardhan. He gives a very sophisticated reasoning from the point of view of Nyaya and Karma Mimamsa, and he goes through Sankhya, all the different uh, systems of, of philosophy. Ultimately, he's speaking about Bhakti. We should worship Govardhan. And Govardhan is me, actually. There's Saradhi Bhagavan Bhadeshatanayat Dhamma Vrindavana. Vrindavana and Krishna are one and the same. Govardhan is a manifestation of Krishna and servant of Krishna as well. So, it sounds like he's recommending some type of uh, just uh, very unsophisticated uh, aboriginal type of worship, the local manifestation of nature as as God, like they would worship a big rock or a tree or something or that, that, that provided... In, a, in an Aboriginal society, uh, some major uh, it was a major form of sustenance or protection or something like that, rather than a sophisticated form of worship and the consideration of the cosmos and the gods and what's involved in the relationship between humanity and, and divinity and so forth. But in reality, while it sounds as such, it, it constitutes a very, very sophisticated uh, ideology that we call Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that we've been talking about, our Acharyas have been talking about for centuries and centuries and centuries. And never tire of, of speaking about the, 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 the tattva of it and the, the, 
the feeling it gives rise to, the sentiment, spiritual sentiments, and so forth. So, I mean, in a simple way, Nanda Maharaj is, is convinced basically by the charm of his, of his son, the force of his charm. And in this way, the Govardhan Puja, uh, the Govardhan uh, uh, Puja be- begins. And here, Krishna gets to get some uh, revenge from this guy that caused him these childhood, childhood problems. And he also, of course, is coming of age at this time, and it's a chance for him to show off a little bit his, his prowess. He has shown his prowess here and there to the cowherds, young boyfriends of his, but that has all been done in, in behind the scenes because they are out by themselves cow herding and the rest of the village doesn't see that they hear about those things. They think they're cute stories. Krishna killed this big demon. Mm-hmm. But uh, they didn't have any really much experience of that. But at the Gobardhan lately now he's going to chastise Indra and lift the whole Gobardhan hill and everybody's going to come underneath it. The whole of the Fraj will see his uh, his uh, his power. Of course, they never think that, it, that it's really his power, but that Narayan is working through him and doing some wonderful things, as Gargacharya charges said he would. But he gets to show off, nonetheless, and for whom does he want to show off for? But for uh, the gopis and Radhika in particular. And again, at this time, seven years old, he's becoming, just coming of age. So, it is in this Leela, Govardhan Leela, that Krishna establishes through the worship of Govardhan his own position, his own actual position as the most worshipable object. While one might think worship of Indra, the king of the gods, is the highest worship, actually, uh, this is where the less intelligent people, as Krishna himself says in the Gita. Here in the Leela, in the Braj Leela, Krishna demonstrates this. After the Leela, after Indra is chastised, after he's foiled and realizes, oh, I've done something here, I'm up against someone who's more powerful than me, and he figures out what what he's done. And what did he do? It was insidious. He tried, this is Indra. Now, Indra is the king of the gods, and Indra decided to kill the cows. He said, he thought by 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 killing the cows through rains, torrential rains, these people would be would be uh, uh, would be finished, and uh, and and they've put all their attention on this one one cowherd boy rather than me. How impertinent of them! How could they possibly do that? They've been offering this yoga for year after year. Now they decide to stop on the opinion of this this child. And uh, they, uh, forgetting about their relationship with the gods and me, they, they just come, become absorbed in their own cowherd situation as if uh, it's all in all. So he actually went and wanted to devastate the cows. This is incredible that the god of heaven would have an, uh, uh, such an uh, attitude towards the cows of Vrindavan. He really lost his, his, uh, his good sense altogether. Very embarrassing, actually. When it was over, he went to Brahma and said, what What am I going to do? What have I done? How did this happen? Brahma said, I, don't ask me. I, I, I went there too. I, I made a fool of myself when I went there. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I didn't do what you did. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't try to kill his cows, but um, 
uh, he said, if, if anything, go to Surabi and, uh, and the head of the cows and uh, she'd give you some advice. So it was with um, the advice of Surabi that Indra came, accompanied by other gods, to try to pacify Krishna. And at that time, of course, he, he was able to pacify Krishna and Krishna, at the end of the Govardhan Lila, was coronated by, by Indra, Surabi and the gods, and Indra gave him the name Govinda. And Govinda means the, uh, is the god of gods. Indra is ordinarily thought of the, as the chief of the gods, the chief, but here Indra says, you are Govinda. This is one of the meanings of Govinda. In Bhakti Rastamrita Sindhu it is mentioned that the Sakyarasa, the deity that predominates over Sakyarasa is Upendra. Upendra is a name for Vaman. Vaman is the is the is the is the Lord who appears as the younger brother of Indra. Upendra can mean who comes after Indra. Upendra, who comes after Indra. So, as a younger brother, son of Aditi, who is the mother of the gods, Vamandev is the is the younger brother of Indra. He stays in uh, in 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 a. Uh, in heaven there, and, uh, and uh, Indra is considered very fortunate to have him there. But um, Upendra also means, can also be taken the other way, who is above Indra, Upendra. It can mean above or can be below, lesser or greater. So who is above Indra, Upendra. Actually, in Haribam's Purana, where another Vaishnava Purana where the Govardhan Leela is described, Indra gives the name to Krishna at the end of the Govardhan Leela, Upendra. Some places it said Gopendra, Upendra, or Govinda. Upendra, as I said, can mean who is above the gods. Govinda means Lord of the gods. How is that? Because Govinda means who, 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 one of the means is who, who, who rules over the cows. And it's mentioned in the, in the Vedas. Rig Veda. There's a famous cow, cow stotrum there. That the cows are the source of the gods. It's a very interesting idea. It's said actually that, the, that many of the lines of the Vedas are all cows. This is very esoteric. They're cows. Manifesting as these lines of the Vedas. So the cows are very intimate, much intertwined with the religious life. Cows are the source of the gods, therefore the, the cows are worshipable. So Govinda is the lord of the cows. The cows are the source of the gods. So Govinda is the source, is the lord of the god of the gods. And it is this Upendra who is the deity that predominates over Sakyarasa. Not the one in heaven, not into his younger brother, but this Govinda. He's the, he's the predominating deity over that Sakyarasa. So today we had a chance to worship the cows in a small way, and um, we should consider ourselves very fortunate. All the ramifications of that Gopuja will come out after lifetimes and lifetimes 
of cultivating this type of uh, devotion to Krishna that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has, has come to give. That devotion that gives us access to all this uh, in a natural and happy way to all these wonderful leelas of Krishna. So tomorrow we'll discuss uh, in some greater length the significance of Govardhan from the vantage point of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's leela. I wanted to just give a short uh, talk tonight about this. Tomorrow we'll speak in some greater depth. As I mentioned here tonight in closing, it is through Chaitanya, worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his his teaching that we can actually, we can happily and naturally access in, in reality all these wonderful uh, sentiments that make up this Vrindavan life, all these wonderful intricacies and insights as to how these, what is the motivating force of love and and who is Bhagavan Krishna, Vrindavan Krishna, what makes him, it's about what makes God tick. Is making all these leelas uh, go round. We got a little glimpse of that uh, t- tonight with, re- with regard to the uh, Damodar leela and Govardhan leela. Shri Giriraj Govardhan Maharaj ki jai, Jindanandan Krishna ki jai, Damodarastakam ki jai, Shri Sri Kaurnitananda ki jai, Guri Vashtam Guru Parampara ki jai, Shri Bhakti Budhanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai, Bhakti Raksha Siddhartha Goswami Maharaj ki jai. Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Sasri Thakur Prabhupada ki jai. Shri Bhakti Vinod Puribar ki jai. Kaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Kaur Premanandi. Hari Hari Ho.